Okay, Hilchas Avodas Yom Kippurim, Perek Beis, page seven forty-seven. Yeah. Call Ma'isa to bid on Masaf and All the all the Avodah of this day, even the regular to bid on which are standard for every Shabbos Yontif for regular day of the week. He does it while wearing his regular Kayin Gadol garments. They're called golden because they had gold in them. They weren't of gold. They were of course material. There was gold in them. As opposed to the unique garments that had no gold, as we'll see. The Avodah was unique to him, Kippur, Vigdelov, that was done with his white garments. They're called white because they had no gold. And they were all very similar to the garments of a regular coin, actually. What are the Avodahs that are unique to Yom Kippur? It's like we looked yesterday in Perak Aleph, page 747, yeah? The par, the bull, the Kayin Gadol offers on Yom Kippur from his own pocket, his own. Uh, the two goats, one of those two is the goat which is sent all over the cliff. The other one, of course, is the goat. There's a girl, right? The other one is. Uh, is now, not the goat that's part of the Kerb Musaf. That's regular, a regular, a regular Musaf goat. So he does, but he doesn't. He does not do that in his white garment. He does in regular. And offering the incense, the clearance in the kashmadashim. The regular daily kateris was also all done, but right. But that was that was that was also done this day. But that was done again in his regular garments. The, the kateris, if he did him kipper, that was done wearing the white garments. Big love in him and Nasim, They were done in the white garments. Base. And says in the different reasons why different places why it was like that. One of the reasons is that the gold should not remind Hashem about the Egel Azov. Okay. But call Now we'll see. He has to do a, 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 a few changes in his clothing that day. Every time he changes clothes, and he, he undresses in one clothing and wears other clothing, he has to go to the mikvah. Shemer says, the king of should take off his linen garments, which is the king, the, the, the Yom Kippur garments. And then rinses his, his flesh in water in the mikvah. In a holy place. And he wears the other garments. So we see that he has to, says he undresses, tevils, and wears the other garments. So we see changing clothing on Yom Kippur. The terror requires tefillah in the mikvah. I'm not sure this is considered one of the, uh, it's not a mitzvah independently, it's part of the chiyuv and the of the Vedah. Turns out he ended up tavling. If you go, if you follow the psukim, the avodi, what he had to do, change from the kain gadol clothing to the regular clothing, back and forth. He tavled five times, and he and because before and after each tevila, for the most part, he had to sanctify his hands if even the kiyar. We'll see. Yeah, not in the kiyar. Sorry, in the kippur he had a special keli, but uh, therefore it was ten times. Kate, for example, let's halt cup. After the whole night he's staying up and they keep him awake, time to, it's time to ready get do the He takes off his pajamas, not his pajamas, sorry, his regular clothing. Right, he didn't sleep. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, but first he takes off his regular clothing. But he goes to the mikvah the first time. The early go, he, he he comes out of the mikvah. This mikvah was in the in the Azora. We'll see. We stop he, he dries himself off. He puts on the regular Kayin Gadol clothing. He sanctifies his hands and feet for the first time. Not from the Kira, as we'll see, but from a unique Bekeli. He shechs the morning carbon, as he would every day, as done every day. He offers the morning Kateri, as it's done every day. He lights the Menera. He offers up the limbs of the carbon on his Bayach, together with the Chavitin carbon of the King Gadol, and the Nesachim, the accompanying Minchas um, uh, for the morning Tamid. And that's really basically what was done every single day. You should take the King Gadol, does it. 
He also then offers the bull and the seven sheep of the carbon musaf. Now, what about the ram? We'll see in a second. There's also a ram in the carbon musaf, right? But we'll get to that in a minute. So then he does the unique the carbon musaf. At this point, if you weren't paying attention, you would think it's like Rosh Hashanah. You don't know Jim Kippur. Afterwards, he again sanctifies his hands and feet a second time. He takes off his king the clothing. He goes to the for a second time. He comes out of Nikfri, he drives it off. He puts on unique Yom Kippur clothing, the white garments. For the third time, he sanctifies his hands and feet. He does the Aveda of Yom Kippur, which is all the confessions that he does, we'll describe them soon, on the different animals, as well as the lottery to determine which goat is kicked off the cliff and which goat is offered as a carbon. Also, the blood of those carbonists are offered in the whole procedure. We'll learn about in detail in future Prakim how he, he sprinkled the blood in the Kedoshim and in the Kedosh, and on the Mizbeach, etc. And the unique Kedoshim in the Kedoshim, not to be confused with the regular Kedoshim of every day, right? He gives the goat to the person who carries it over to the cliff. And then the bull and the goat that are unique to Yom Kippur, which are burned, he takes those parts which are meant to go in the Mizbeach. He takes those parts that's put on the mizbeach, and he he um, he takes it out of the animal, and we'll see eventually it goes on the mizbeach, and the rest of the animal gets taken outside of the harabayat and it's burnt. After that, he sanctifies his hands and feet for the fourth time. He takes off his white clothing, but he goes to make for the third time. But he comes out and he drives himself. He puts on his regular clothing. He sanctifies his hands and feet for the fifth time. That he offers the goat, which is the musaf of that day. The, 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 every musaf had one goat as the chatas, and your kippah is no different. And his ram, the personal ram, and the ram of the people. That one ram, which is part of the musaf, is, is, is done together simultaneously, basically, one time almost, as we'll see, with his personal ram, those two rams. And then, like we said before, he took out those parts that are meant to go on the Mizbeach of the, of the bull and the goat, whose blood is sprinkled inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim and the Kodesh, and he puts those parts of the animal on the Mizbeach, the basically same part as every carbon, right? The lobe of the liver, the fats of the diaphragm, etc. Then he offers the afternoon carbon tummit. Good. Now, this is interesting because he's wearing the Kain Godel clothing. Uh, the regular clothing, but he's offering the, the parts of the Mizbeach that are unique to Jim Kipper, those two carbonists, as well as his personal idol, which is unique to Car- Jim Kipper. Okay, interesting. But again, but they're carbon oilless, so they're, they're, they're on the outer Mizbeach. Is it a raya that they're more associated with the regular day, as most Jim Kipper per se? Good. So that's why it's okay to do it in the King of the clothing, in the regular clothing, the golden garment. He takes off the golden clothing with table, but then he goes to make for the fourth, fourth time. He comes out and he drives himself a blade, but love and he puts on the back the unique white clothing from Kippur. He sanctifies his hands for the seventh time. And he goes back to the Kodesh Dashim after he already went in earlier to do the Kodesh, but he left the pan with the fire incense inside. He takes out. The, 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 the spoon and the fire pan out of the Kesh because he's going to the Kesh he has to wear his white clothing and in, in, in the Chumash the reason why we know this is Rashi, or the Rashi over the explains of course in the Gemara that there's one pus written out of order and when you understand that you have to understand that there's an additional changing of the clothing which means that the Kesh had to leave the fire pan in the Kesh in order to require him to change back into his Kesh clothing the unique white clothing to go back inside to take it out okay 
afterwards. He again sanctifies his hands and feet for the eighth time in patience to be loved, and he takes off his white clothing. He goes to the mikvah the fifth time and final time. He comes out of the mikvah and stops. He drives off the limbs. He puts on his regular clothing. He sanctifies his hands and feet for the ninth time. He offers the regular standard afternoon uh, afternoon kateras on the mizbeach. He lights a mirror in the afternoon. Again, he sanctifies his hands for the tenth and final time. Finally, takes off his golden clothing. Puts on his regular clothing. He leaves, and of course, everyone followed him, made a big simcha, and came out alive, etc. Good. Halacha Gimel. God, all these tefillas and the sanctifying his hands and feet were all done inside the Azor it says made his flesh in a holy place now we all know there was a mikvah for the Kahanim in the 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 the, 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 the but where was this mikvah in the Azor we're talking about and it says so it says, says in the there was a mikvah on top of the Lishkas Parhedrin with the Kengal's chamber that's where they table the exception is the morning tefillah, the very first mashum, but Rashi tefillah He wants the table that outside the base of he may because it's not part of the kipper. It's only to increase his kavana. Because if on his table he remembers a kind of a tumor that he that, that he uh, that he, for six years ago he touched the seret, so he forgot about it. He will, for that sake, separate himself from that tumor. Then ask who cares? He tabled a thousand times since then. You don't need kavana to tevil. Even if you fall into the ocean by accident, you're tar. The answer is the chamet akana. When it comes to kachim, not only should you tevil, you should tevil the shame that tefillah. And therefore, it's this. It, it, even though he tevil many times, he should tevil now one extra time. The shame, the the the, the, the he forgot about that now he's remembering, and that doesn't have to be done in Azar Adaf. That can be done anywhere. The Kohen Gadol does not table all these tefillahs or between all these changings or doesn't sanctify his hands and feet these are all mitzvahs but they're not ma'akid okay you see this is the mark of the concept of going to the mikvah even though you're tar to increase in tahara Dalit this is why I go to the mikvah every shop in the morning the Kohen was very old very sick and the cold water in the winter time is you know there's no heating back then you have these rods and pieces of iron. You would whiten them with the fire. Before you kipper, obviously. And then the next day, when they're, you take them out of the fire, you put them into the water to make the water warm up. That's a, that's a oh, if you're doing it for the sake of strengthening the metal, that's considered extinguishing for a purposeful purpose, productively. Therefore, it's also Here, they're not doing it to harden the metal, they're just doing it to warm the water up. That's also Matayra. Because they could do it. They could do it. Boiling water is an Isidra. No, 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 no. This is the ultimate Fuyam Kipper. On Yom Kipper. On Yom Kipper. Oh, they wouldn't have shops. I'm saying boiling. That's what I'm saying. When you put a hot metal rod inside water, no, you so, boil it. Good. So let's say. So so, bo- I'm asking, boiling no. water is at the Rabbana? No, of course not. No. But over so, here, the Kavana was. So, I'm talking about the metal. You asked me another question. No. What about the water? The, the, the metal, we know we're not doing to harden the metal. You're doing it to warm the water. Right. Now, you asked me another question. What about the fact that the water is boiling? Is that the Yeah. Good question. You so, called it a Rabbana. So it's not a Rabbana. I didn't say that. I was referring to the metal I said the Rabbana. Oh, the Rabbana. Okay. So the, the water boiling, again, it's not. It's not you don't, want, you don't want to boil the water. You want to so warm the water. You, you're not doing it to harden the metal. You're not doing it to boil the water. So what do you do it for? To warm the water. When you put a, a white hot metal that's 1,700 degrees white hot, when you put that into water, you boil it. No, you I, 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 I ask it's a psych ratio. It's yeah, a, it's no, a psych ratio. And, and you want the water to get warm. 
Yeah. You want it to boil. You can't because you can't tell if it's boiling. You want it to get warm. So the chayyim, you have to ask a good question. Doesn't that doesn't that mean the momentary boiling makes it a malacha? Matayda. A good question. I don't know. Oh yeah. Alternatively, maybe this is a, maybe a question of kasha. I'm at this. You put you know hot water enough to compromise the temperature. Again, this won't boil the water. Boiling water into cold water immediately will it will it will cool each other down. But the question is a good question regarding the first the first uh, solution. Okay. Halacha hey. Every day the Kohen Godlo sanctifies hands and feet from the Kiyar, like everybody else. Today he did with pictures of gold. Remember, we learned that the, you don't have to use the Kiyar. Any clay shards is, is kosher to sanctify the hands and feet in the morning before the Vedan. And Kippur, he did that because it was more honorable. Every day the Kohen go up the ramp on the east of the Mizbeach. And they go down the west. Today, everyone goes up and down the middle. In front of him, to honor him. Even though only he really had to go up the ramp for the purpose of Avayda. No one else did any Avayda today except for him. But there's a whole procedure, parade of Kahanam going up before him and falling down before him, he, you know, leading him to honor him in the center of the Mizbeach. Every day, the one who was Zayich to do the Keteris, the Machta, he would take the fire pan, the he would remember he would he would he would have to like you know shovel in this in the wood pile in the coals in the in the burning coals to get some coals. Now that um, was done with a silver um, uh, uh, because gold gets ruined very easily. You put it into the fire, mamma so that there was chas on the moment of yidin. Right? You shouldn't destroy gold so easily. That, that's what it says. And then afterwards they pour that into a golden keli, a golden uh, fire pan. He would use a golden one to fish out the coals for the purpose of the keteris, side the keteris of the keteris of the regular keteris of the day. With that he would go into the kodesh. Why? We don't want to give any extra work. Putting you with the silver and the gold back and forth, that's extra work. We don't want to give him extra work today. He's tired. Shouldn't wear him out. He's going to make a, make a mistake. Every day the fire pan was big enough to hold four kavan. The Ramam told us this already in Hilchus uh, in Hilchus to be the Masaf in Perik Beis Alachah. I think it was. Ravi says over here. However, that day it was it only held three held three kavan. It was lighter. Every day was heavier. It was lighter. Besides the fact it was smaller, only held three kavin, the walls were thinner, so it, was, uh, it, was, it wasn't as heavy. Every day had a, small, a short handle. It was a long handle. To make it easy for him, you should get tired. When you have a long handle of something, right? So if it's a long hand, this handle like this, you have to hold it with your wrist only. If it's long though, I guess the word is that the more, more power, at, the that, that you more have power. the forearm, you know, pushing down on the handle, so so it, it helps support the the thing in place because your forearm over this part of your elbow holds the handle, so it's much easier to hold. So right? Now you're further in though. Right. So the, right. Like the shovel. Oh, exactly. That that forearm was easier. Every day in this bath, there were three piles of fire, right? One for the carbonus, one for which took fire for the kateris, and one just for the mitzvah. It was four. Why? He added an extra one just to make it more beautiful. Vav. says, He has to atone for himself and for his house and for his and for the Jewish people. P.S. We learn that's a verbal confession. Nitzalom turns out he does three confessions. One for himself. One for himself. 
on behalf of himself and the Kahanim. Shneim al par and they're both for on his personal bull. The third one is al on behalf of Yidin on the goat, which is going to be sent off over the cliff, and he does smicha with his hands right when he when he when he. Um, would do so. He mentions Hashem's name in each one of his confessions three times. What would he say? Yes. Please Hashem. You know, it's Hashem in quotations. So he would say Hashem's name. I've seen the transgress, etc. Before you on Hashem, please Hashem. That's the second time. Etc. Atone for the sins that I have done and the Yidin have done. The Kohanim have done. It says, and the Kohanim would say, on this day it says, uh, uh, on, this, on, on this day Hashem atones for you to purify you. The third time Hashem, you should be purified. He Hashem's name three times in his confession. What's three times three? Nine. nine. So that's nine. When he picks the Zagayl, he picks, puts the one that says Lashem on the goat, which is Rechatas, not going to be thrown over, over the cliff. He says, Lashem Chatas, Hashem Chatas. Turns out he says Hashem's name on this day ten times. He says it the way it's written. Not Al-Dal Nunyun, but Yud Kei Vav Kei. Shashem Ufresh, explicit name. In the beginning, in the early part of our history. Not Adnai, but Yud Kei Vav Kei. But the, oh, I told you it came off case. Yeah. Okay. In the beginning of our history, he, he would say out loud. Once people started becoming more lax and more uh, less discretionary, he would say in a low, in a low voice, he would sing. Even his fellow Kahanim standing near him would not be able to pronounce it. Now, what do you mean? Any king can open up a city. He knows how to say Yud with a Cholom is Yeh, a He with a, with a Shwa, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then a Hey with the is Hoi. Yeah, yeah, and then a Vod, etc. So, what's the problem? So, the Vod is what was the doggish? How did you say the letters perfectly? It was a special, unique way of pronouncing it. And he didn't know that. It's funny that Rama mentions in the Marina Vuchim, he says over here, this that it says in, in places in the Gemara, I think, that only teach this name to their Talmud once in 70 years, not that pronunciation. It's the 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 Indian, the the of 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 what it represents. And this is the Marina Vuchim, which is the Sefer Chakira. Okay. Zion. Now, we sing on Yom Kippur That's a zeicher For the fact they would sing When you would say Hashem's name all the Kahanim and the people in Nazara. And now they knew he was saying it. They couldn't tell how to pronounce it because the way he would sing it, but they knew he was saying Hashem Mefirish, right? That's the 72 letter. 72 is the gematria, the way you write Yud Vav Dalit. Oh, that's 72 letters? No, no, no. Because Hashem Ab means that you write Yud Yud Vav Dalit. Yud. Hey, hey, hey. There's different ways. So there's different Hashem Ab, Hashem Sag. Not 72 letters. I, I, I don't think so. No. There's also iron base. There's 72 also. But again, that means it's written out in a way that it says Gematria 72. That's Shem Ab, yeah. And Shem Ban, Shem Sag, Shem Ab. These are all, yeah, these are all different Gematrias based on how you spell out the letters. How do you spell Hey? Hey Aleph, Hey Hey, Hey Yud. Okay. They would, they would kneel and they would fall on their faces and they would say Baruch Shem they hear him beginning to pronounce they would fall on their faces and do that and Shem says why would they do that? Kishem Hashem Ekra when Hashem Hashem is called out Havagat Lekenu so the Kohen God does Shem Hashem Ekra everyone else does Havagat Lekenu by saying Baruch Shem Kvachsavad Now Lechir it sounds like Ramah Pashat Pashat they would do this ten times but here, now here the Ram says, however, that the three Viduyim, he was Mechav, Ligmas Hashem, Kenegam he would finish pronouncing Hashem's name, and they, he would start singing it, they would bow down and say Baruch Hashem, and when they would finish saying Baruch Hashem, 
he would finish saying the pasuk because from the Hashem, and they would fi- he would finish saying Hashem when they would finish saying Baruch Hashem. But Emlehem to Torah, he would finish the pasuk by saying to Torah. Now, only one of the three times in the video did he say that pasuk. The first two times he said on Hashem in saying on Hashem. So it's mashed that it wasn't ten times. It was only three times that they did this thing when they felt on their faces, which is what we do, which is consistent with the Zohar. The Chol Hayim Kosh Levidah Yavikapurim. Now, the time frame where it's Kosh to do this Chol Avoida is the entire day, morning till sunset. The Levidah Pamisov and also the the bulls that was what was bought was brought as a carbon. If Sanhedrin had a mistake, where there was also a Vidah, where they would do a Vidah, they couldn't do the Vidah, that was also Kosh the entire day. Okay.